1: The oldest book of the Bible is not the book of Genesis. Now, it goes back to the very beginning, no doubt. But the oldest book of the Bible, it predates the writing of the Pentateuch, is the book of Job. And it's an interesting book because the book of Job deals with the oldest issue in the world, and that is the problems that human beings deal with. Man that is born of woman is a few days and full of trouble. Well, Job had his share of trouble, maybe more than most would ever have in a lifetime. He lived around 2000 B.C., about the time of the patriarchs, but we believe perhaps he lived prior to Abraham and to Isaac and to Jacob because there's no mention of Israel, no mention of Egypt or the law or Canaan. And so this is a very ancient book that we've come to journey through today. We're journeying through Job. And the theme of the book is why the righteous suffer. You know, Job probably suffered more than about any man in Scripture outside the Lord Jesus Christ. He lost his wealth. He lost his children. He lost his health. He lost his wife's support. She said, curse God and die. He lost his friends. The worst thing he lost was he lost his sense of the graciousness of God. You know, this was the worst thing he lost. It was the one self-inflicted wound that he had, He never cursed God, but he did curse the day he was born and he became bitter. You remember that he began with the Lord gave and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And all that Job sinned not, the Bible says. But as the book progresses and Job begins to defend himself against the accusations of others and he begins to try to find out questions for which he has no answers He loses his sense of the presence of God. Let me just tell you, problems are bearable in the presence of God. But when you remove God from the equation, when God's not in the conversation, I don't know how you live. I don't know how you even get through it. As a matter of fact, the number one question people ask in suffering and in trial is this question, why? Everybody wants to know why. Some people say, well, Satan did it. Well, yes, but God allowed it to come. Someone else said sin was the cause. Well, there's no doubt Job was a sinner like we all are, and yet his trouble didn't come because he had done something awful. It came because God was accomplishing some great purpose, something that Job or his friends could not answer. You'll remember that three men came along, Eliphaz, Bildad, and Zophar. They all had an answer for him. That's just like today when you have a problem. Everybody knows exactly why you have it and what to do about it, don't they? But they're not always right. And Eliphaz, and Bildad, and Zophar... All said, you've sinned, you've sinned, you've sinned. And then a young man named Elihu came along and said, no, the answer is this, only God has the answer. You see, instead of asking, why am I suffering? A child of God should be asking this, what? What is God trying to teach me? What is it about God that I'm supposed to learn from this? The true theme of the book is really what the godly learn from suffering. What that does is it removes our focus and our concentration from man, and instead it turns our attention back to God. And isn't that what we all need? We need God. You know, the key to the book of Job is found at the end of the book. Much like Ecclesiastes, you really can't understand all that's going on in the book of Job until you come to the end, to the conclusion, if you will. You know, when you hide an extra key near your house, most people hide the key near the door. Well, The key to these books is often found near the door. And in this instance, it's found near the back door. It's found in the last chapter when Job finally hears from God and sees the Lord. Let's let him speak for himself. Job 42 verse 1, Then Job answered the Lord and said, I know that thou canst do everything, and that no thought can be withholden from thee. Who is he that hideth counsel without knowledge? Therefore have I uttered that I understood not, things too wonderful for me which I knew not. Here I beseech thee, and I will speak. I will demand of thee, and declare thou unto me. I have heard of thee by the hearing of the ear, but now mine eye seeth thee. Wherefore I abhor myself, and repent in dust and ashes. You see, the bottom line of the book is that Job did not just need to see himself He needed to see the Lord. The book progresses from chapter 1 through chapter 42 in this way. In the first two chapters, we see the disasters of Job, all that he endured. In chapters 3 through 41, we see the debates of Job. Back and forth, back and forth, Job debates with Eliphaz and Bildad and Zophar and then Elihu. And then finally, the ultimate debate, the debate which Job could not win was when God spoke. Isn't that what we all need today to hear the Lord? to Open the Scriptures and let God's Word minister to us. Oh, the patience and comfort of the Scriptures. And when you come to chapter 42, you come to the deliverance of Job. What was the deliverance of Job? Was it that his circumstances changed? No. No, his circumstances will change. No trouble lasts forever. But before his circumstances changed, his perspective changed. He got a fresh glimpse of the Lord. I'm going to tell you... A fresh glimpse of Jesus always changes perspective. When that happened and Job humbled himself before the Lord and stopped trying to prove himself or answer all the questions, at that moment his fellowship with God was restored. And I love verse 10 of chapter 42 the Lord turned the captivity of Job. Oh, Job got double back of everything. And the only thing he didn't get double of was his children. Why not his children? Because he still had them. They were just in another place. I believe these children were with the Lord and Job was going to go be with them shortly. And so God restores to him all of the things that he suffers the loss of. What is the great message of Job to us? The great message is everybody's going to go through trouble. No matter who you are, no matter how godly you are. Don't be shocked and surprised, James chapter 1 says, when you go through divers temptations. But when it comes, when the trial comes, when the trouble comes, the one thing you can do, no, you must do it, is you must get your eyes back on the Lord. Keep your eyes on Him. It's interesting, but this book of Job is only quoted once in the New Testament, and yet the book of Job is intimately connected to the New Testament because Job cries out in this book for a daysman, someone to lay his hand on God and his hand on Job and bring them together. Can I tell you? That's Jesus. (laughs) Read Job chapter 9. Jesus is the daysman. There are a number of questions in Job. May I suggest to you that the questions of Job, the answers are found in Jesus. You see, the end of all trouble is to bring us to God. The end of all trouble is to bring us nearer to Christ. So whatever your question today, whatever your difficulty today, run to Jesus. The hymn writer said it this way, Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in His wonderful face, and the things of this world will grow strangely dim in the light of His glory and grace. Hebrews said, Looking into Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before Him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Some of you are enduring some trouble today. Friend, you can do it, and you can even have joy in the midst of it, knowing that Jesus Christ endured the greatest trouble for you, He's seated now at the right hand of the Father. He's praying for you. And as surely as He turned the captivity of Job, He can turn the captivity in your life. The message of Job is this. We must realize the presence of God in the perplexities of life.
0: Friend, did you know that the purpose of the Bible is not to know the Bible? The facts, the people, the places. But instead, the purpose of the Bible is to know God. Do you know Him? Do you know that God has already done everything necessary for you to know Him? Jesus Christ, God's Son, died on the cross and rose again from the dead to pay for your sin debt. It is our prayer that you will trust Jesus today. If you'd like additional help in your Christian life, be sure to visit our website, scottpauly.org.